Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. What's up? Welcome in. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas, coming to you from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport has a bunch of year-end savings going on, so be sure to head on down to Northwest Motorsport, new to Missoula, new to Montana, located at the corner of Stevens and Mount, or you can visit them at nwmsrocks.com for the largest selection of lifted trucks, diesel trucks, and off-road capable SUVs. Take back control of the road with a new rig for Northwest Motorsport. Happy to have those guys on board. Happy to have them bringing you all your daily dose of sports around the state of Montana. A ton to get to today. You want to listen to the show somewhere besides the traditional outlets? Head to our station website, 1029ESPN.com. 
click on Listen Live. You can also call us or text us if you want to be involved in the show, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. All guests will join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. Or you can watch us on YouTube. YouTube channel's looking good. Appreciate all the subscribers. Keep them coming. It is the not just the future, it's the present. So head on over to the YouTube channel and check that out as well. If you want to see our shining faces, particularly of all the wonderful guests I got for you today and throughout the week and throughout the rest of the year and forevermore, at least hopefully. Time to get to today. We have uh, only briefly touched on some of the great accomplishments of the high school football teams within the completion of their seasons. We've talked high school football frequently, often. It's been very fun for me. One of my most favorite parts about getting back into this, uh, those that have been following along, you know that I was a print journalist for quite some time, still am, um, but that when I split off from newspapers and, and sort of uh, re- tried to remake myself, we uh, went the, the college-heavy route. And at Skyline Sports for the last eight years, we've been covering Big Sky Conference sports, specifically Montana, Montana State. And so besides the recruiting element, I was sort of a degree of separation away from high school sports. So being back in this chair and, and doing as much high school coverage as we do has been very fun for me. I very much enjoyed it. And this last football season was a phenomenal one. So a couple of great guests to kick things off. The Bitterroot Valley, the home to not one but two state championship football teams. So here in just a couple minutes, Patrick Duchesne Jr., the the junior quarterback for the Florence Falcons, will join us live. And I also was able to catch up with Hamilton head coach Bryce Carver. Pat Duchesne helped lead the Falcons to a 48-0 win over Big Fork in the Class B state championship game two Saturdays ago. Bryce Carver and the Hamilton Bronx. They defeated Laurel 21-7 in Laurel for the first Class A state title for the Bronx since 1998. Coach Carver couldn't join us live because, as many of these coaches do, no, no rest for the weary heart, they need time to celebrate into basketball season. He's coaching hoops down there with Travis Bloom, so uh, Hamilton's sure to be competitive on the hardwood as well. We're also going to go through a recap of all those state champions from all the sports, not just football, as part of our Treasure State Stars. And, of course, it's a Tuesday, so that means it's a Tagliari Tuesday. we got free Tagliari Deli for you. We also got free Lady Grizz tickets. Big Sky Conference play opens this weekend across the league. And the Lady Grizz, they're at home. Thursday, Sac State, we got uh, one lucky winner that won those tickets uh, yesterday to the Sac State game. And uh, we also have Northern Colorado the uh, coming to town. The, the Bears, interesting fold in the Big Sky right now. Five, count them, five new head coaches in the league. So a lot of mystery as the league season opens. So I'll give you some, a chance to win tickets to the Northern Colorado game on Saturday. And then hour number two, a fun second hour coming up too, and I'm actually very excited for this conversation. I'm always excited to talk to this guy, Justin Angle, the business angle, the overlay between business and sports. But we have a lot to talk about with the playoffs returning to Missoula, a night game, the impact it can have on – uh, the university as a whole, attendance across the FCS playoffs, not very impressive the first weekend. That's an extension of a common theme when Justin and I talk. And we're also going to talk some Olympics, too. A lot of controversy going on as countries prepare for the upcoming Olymp- the Beijing Winter Olympics. Uh, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of stuff in flux right now, so we'll see if it happens. And then about 5.30, we'll be joined 
by Corbin Walker. He's our Grizz Star of the Week, defensive back for the University of Montana. And uh, usually we do that um, on Wednesdays, but we're reallotting because the Grizz play on Friday, so that means there's no media availability after today. So we'll have Corbin Walker joining us here about 530. Going to switch up the order here real quick. We're going to go with Bryce Carver first, and then we'll get to Pat Duchesne Jr., the quarterback from Florence. But here is my conversation with the recently anointed state champion of Class A. Well, happy now to begin, I guess continue, because we were graced with the presence of Dane Oliver the one day last week that I did work. Missoula Sentinels head coach stopped by for the one day that we had Nuanas now during your Thanksgiving week. So now we continue our coverage of all the state champions from around the state of Montana. We welcome in the head coach of the Class A state champion, Hamilton Bronx. He's Bryce Carver. And coach, you've been on this show so many times and so often we're talking about Hamilton chasing that elusive state championship. Now you got it. Congratulations. Super cool for everybody in Western Montana particularly in the Bitterroot Valley. How's it feel to be a state champion? You know, it feels real good. I think the biggest thing is when you see, you know, all the hard work that the kids and stuff put in, that it paid off for them. I think that was the coolest thing, as you know, as a coach to to be a part of, to just, just to see that all the things they've done, they were able to reach their final goal there. When you are chasing such a, a goal that takes such a team effort, what's the most challenging part? Well, what's the thing that has to come together for, for a championship season to, to fully complete? You know, I think we've been, you know, we've been fortunate enough to be in these games and, and, and play, you know, play for titles in the past. And, um, you know, I think you just get kind of so worried about, you know, not losing more than, more than anything, you know, you just don't want to lose, don't want to lose. And I think in, a, in the past, that's kind of what we've had. And, you know, this year we weren't, I, I didn't feel we were worried about that. I think the kids just really just wanted to go get it. And, um, they wanted to go get the state title. And I think that was the kind of difference in our attitudes this year is, you know, we wanted to go get it done and we weren't, we weren't playing, you know, just not to lose. And, um, I think we, you know, we're able to do that this year. And, I, and you know, you got to be lucky uh, throughout the season. Um, you know, I think that's a big part of it with injuries, you know, with, with staying healthy, especially with, with COVID and all that that's going on. You got to be lucky in that aspect. You got to be lucky in the fact that the ball's got to bounce your way sometimes that, you know, if it didn't, it could change the outcome of a game. And, and then the kids just got to play together and, and play how they they play they can play and play the best that they can play or else you know you're not going to be able to to get that get that title at the end of the year well i'm going to ask you about because it's so i think this is uh kind of just the way that it works but a lot of times the guys that touch the ball are the guys that get a lot of the headlines but as an old offensive and defensive lineman myself a lot of times us big guys we don't get as much love so I'm going to ask you about a lot of the guys that contributed to the state championship run but just tell me about the fronts for Hamilton and how important that was for you guys because I know that there's a lot of different ways to operate a lot of times some teams do and don't win in certain different ways but it seems like that's an essential part of football all the way around so uh, just tell us about some of the guys that maybe don't get as much attention from the Hamilton Bronx. Yeah, you know, I think when, um, you know, when we went into that game and the wind was blowing whatever, 20, 30 miles an hour, that um, it kind of took a lot away of what we wanted to do in terms of uh, throwing the ball and that. And so we knew we were going to have to have to really run the ball. And, you know, for us to run the ball 61 times in a game is is pretty absurd and, and, you know, definitely not not our style. Um, 
but that we had to do that to win. So, you know, there was out of the whatever 105 plays in the game on both sides, I think 80 or 90 of them were run plays. So, you know, when you look up front for our guys that play both ways, you know, offensively and defensively, that they were really in the thick of things for for you know 95 percent of that game so for them to be able to to battle through and stay stay with a physical game i mean it was it was very impressive you know we led by our center jonas johnson and um you know andrew burrows is another kid he's only a sophomore for us but a big big body physical kid and 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 Derek saltzman and colin mcciver kind of our other guards are just guys that you know that play both ways for us and like I said, 90 plays at 105 were run plays, and and when you're playing a physical team out of the East, and we were playing physical, it's it's a tough grind to be able to do for a full game. So I know, you know, our our quarterback and our running back got a lot of press on things, and and but you really got to give those guys a lot of credit for for what they did. Well, and, you know, I know that we are giving some credit to some guys that don't get as many headlines, but Tyson Rossett's gotten a ton of headlines, and deservedly so, and he was an absolute beast in this game. I mean, you mentioned how many times you guys ran the ball. He had 36 of those carries, 228 yards, and scored all three of your touchdowns. So I know he's a dual threat, but that must have been one of the best efforts you've seen from him, and pretty cool for him to do that his last game as a senior. Yeah, you know, when when you watched what he did, you know, not only in the game, but you watched the film, I mean, it was actually quite impressive and incredible what he did and just his mentality. And, you know, it, it wasn't about him. He, he didn't really care that he got all the yards and whatever he wanted to win. And I think his will to win was probably more than I've ever seen out of our, a player for that has played for us in the past Um in the past five years, you know, and so um, I think that, uh, you know, what he did and, and his will to want the ball and, and to be able to carry the ball 36 times was was quite impressive. Bryce Carver joining us. He's the head coach of the Hamilton Bronx. They defeated Laurel 21-7 to for the Class A state championship two Saturdays ago in Laurel. And, Coach, that's another part of the storyline. I mean, you guys seemed like you were on a mission and undefeated all the way through the year. You finished 11-0, first state title since 1998 there for Hamilton. Uh, but you also knocked off one of the great programs in the state of Montana at all classifications in Laurel. So what did you think of your opponent and the test they gave you in the state championship game? Yeah, you know, a team that we lost to last year in the semis that went on to win the title, and they've played in three straight state titles. And so uh, I was really proud of our kids that we were able to go over there and get a win. I mean, they're, that was a very good football program that is very well coached. Um, and, you know, a little nerve-wracking a little bit, just the fact they'd been there three straight times and they didn't, you know, they didn't have to worry about, you know, the game being too big or anything, you know, and they're used to winning. And um, they were on an 18 or so game winning streak so it was a little you know it's it's I think at the beginning of the year people picked us and Laurel to be in the title and it played out so I do think it was the two best teams playing and um we just kind of came out on the right end of things on that day well you're you're from Dillon and remind me Dillon's won a lot of state championships over the years did you win a state championship as a player in high school yeah we we won two two in football and two in basketball Man, it's like if you went to Dillon High School, there's a pretty good chance you want to stay championship in football and basketball. It's amazing. But how does it compare? I mean, what's the differences and what's the similarities between when you're a coach leading the kids or when you're a kid winning one as an athlete? 
You know, I think it's it's a lot. You know, it was special. You know, the runs we went on in high school, but I think it was more special. Uh, you know, being a coach, just to see. You know, like I said, see what the kids' hard work paid off for them, and see how excited they were. You know, and um, I mean, it was it was pretty cool just to just to see how excited and and happy they were. And and it, it, I think that's kind of the thing. You know, it kind of like they all are our little sons and stuff. So um, we you know we want to be a big family, and and I think us doing that, it, it was it was pretty special to be to be a coach with this group of kids. Well, coach, we get you out of here on this then. What will be the most memorable parts about this? What what what, what parts about this run will you, will you never forget? What will you remember about this team? You know, I think just their their kind of camaraderie and, and stuff. I mean, we didn't have one issue in, in the locker room. We didn't have an off the field issue. Uh, you know, we didn't have any issues in school. We didn't. I mean, it just it was it was real pleasurable to coach this year. You know, when you don't have to worry about. Um, you know, kind of things outside of football. And, and I think these kids were such good friends and got along so well that this year was just fun. I mean, it, it turns into a grind when you go from August to November. And, it, and you know, and I think in the past we've kind of felt the repercussions of that grind just through our just being with each other for so long. But this year, you know, we didn't have any of that. And so this was just a real special group of kids. And um, they definitely earned this, you know, in, in the weight room and in the off season and putting in the time. So just, you know, the wins and stuff is all great and, and, and everything. But, you know, I, I always tell the kids if we're good people and we do what we're supposed to do, winning can be a byproduct. And um, I think that definitely happened this year. Bryce Carver, head coach of the Hamilton High School Brox, recently anointed as the state champions of the Class A division here in the state of Montana. Coach, congratulations again. Very cool. We're very proud of you and your team for representing the state of Montana like you did. Thanks so much for being with us here today, and uh, enjoy it. I know you're into basketball season already, but uh, this, is a, this is one you can think about and remember for quite some time. Thanks for being with us. Thanks, guys. Absolutely. There you go, Bryce Carver, head coach of the Hamilton Brox. The recently anointed champions of Class A. It's Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I am Coulter Nuanas. Quick recap again of the state champions because it all gets all muddled and, and it all gets lumped into one because we have state championships across the football landscape. The Division One College level to the Bobcats and the Grizzlies all the way through. Double A, A, B, eight-man and six-man. Missoula Sentinel, the AA champions after beating Billings West 35-6. Hamilton, the Class A champions after knocking off defending state champion Laurel 21-7. Florence all over Big Fork for their first state title in a generation. And uh, Thompson Falls over Flint Creek and Freud Lake. They get back-to-back six-man state championships. Speaking of the Class B state championship, Florence was basically unbeatable this year. So we welcome now into Nuanas. Now go to the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. Patrick Duchesne Jr., he is the quarterback for the Florence Falcons. He's in his second year as a starter. Still got one year left because he's going to be a senior this following year. Patrick, thanks for making time for us today, man. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, Colter. How are you? Very good. First and foremost, congratulations from everybody here at ESPN Missoula. Very cool to see Florence get things going. I actually had the good fortune of doing some play-by-play. Actually, I was doing the color on a couple of your guys' games last year, so I kind of had this inkling that you guys are going to be pretty good. 
But just take us through the rise of the Falcons. I know your dad is the the head coach there at Florence, but what has it taken for you guys to build up this program and, and sort of culminating in this awesome undefeated run you guys just had? Yeah, so, uh, you know, the coaches that have been here for a while, they just bring us a great culture, um, you know, and everyone on this football team, we just buy into it, and we're able to go out uh, each week and just really buy into this culture and, like, play for this culture, and I think that's what really helped us to be who we are. I thought it was interesting, too, looking at that. There was a collage of pictures on social media of all the state champions, uh, each each team. And you guys have quite a few guys out for football, too. So, I mean, do you think that has a, a product of it? Is the culture attracting a, a large roster? It seems like there's a lot of kids at Florence High School right now that are out for football. Yeah, I think uh, the culture and, like, you know, what we have here at Florence is special. I mean, we got a lot of kids out. Uh, we had, like, 52 or something like that. And that's, like, the most that has uh, – been on a high school team that I've been in high school for, so I think it's just really special. That's awesome, man. Something like that. Yeah, I mean that's awesome. That's I mean you talk about there's there's a couple of the double A schools in Missoula that don't have 52 guys on their team, so yeah. a great a great credit to it. Well, let's talk about the playoff run first and foremost. Let's start with your sophomore year because you guys got into a slugfest in the semifinals, a crazy game that came down to it. I think the final score was eight to six or something like that, uh, yeah. and you guys fall in that semifinal game. But how much of an impact did that have on the mentality of your team into the next offseason and leading up to the beginning of this season? Was that a motivating factor for you guys, falling just short in the semis? Yeah, that was very motivating. Uh, we took that, and we took that 6-8 to loss, and we like took that and made that a, a new motto for the team, uh, remember the taste of how we felt of coming up just short in overtime of two points. And, you know, in the offseason, that really drived a bunch of people to get in the weight room and really work hard so we could become the explosive team that we were this year. And throughout the playoffs this year, we used that Remember the Taste. And throughout the whole year, we used that to help us uh, just be as dominant as we were. Was there a moment within this season during the regular season that you knew you guys had a special group? Uh, yeah, I mean, I knew we'd have a special group in the offseason, like seeing how many people were coming to the offseason workouts how many people were just coming together and really wanted to uh, win the state championship this year. I mean, everyone was bought in. Everyone wanted to go out and win each week, and it was just something very special. Patrick Shane Jr. joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Round. Excuse me, uh, the uh, Prep Extra presented by Barber State Bank. I'm sorry, the ESPN Roundtable coming up tomorrow, but I've recorded several of the interviews for that already. Uh, but, Pat, let's talk a little bit about some of the weapons you got because I was so – so impressed with some of the skill guys that I saw last year and then into this year, those guys got even better. And it seems like you guys just had a ton of weapons across the board. So, I mean, from Tristan Pyatt to uh, Blake Shoup to, uh, I mean, you guys had guys all over the all over the place. So just take us through it. I mean, w- what did you think of the weapons at your disposal and who were some of the guys that really were made you more comfortable playing quarterback? Um, yeah, I mean, we had Tristan Payette, Blake Shoup, Luke Mackey, Caden Bluski, and Levi Posey at those skill positions. And they just uh, are great athletes, very fast and very quick. And those receivers always got open. And I just felt very comfortable being able to throw them the ball and know that they would go out and go make a play for me. The uh, evolution of your offense, I mean, is it, have you guys sort of built this as this group has matured, or is this something that your dad has always had up his sleeve? What's the dynamic been like as you guys have built the offense? Because you guys are running some sophisticated stuff. I mean, I, when I watched you, spreading it out and a lot of pre-snap motions and stuff. So how has the offense sort of evolved, and how has it come together? How you guys constructed this thing? 
Yeah, so in practice, I mean, it comes down to a lot of preparation. And in practice, you know, uh, we did mess up a lot in, like, learning these motions and some of these plays and all. And the coaches would really get on us and really harp on us to make these plays be perfect. And I think, you know, through that coaching, that's what really helped us to be able to run the plays that we can run and be able to go out and just do what we do. Patrick Shane Jr. joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. Take us through the playoff run, because you guys were, were just completely dominant in this thing, never really uh, challenged. So, But how do you do that? I mean, how do you stay so sharp? I mean, you talk about... 37 nothing in the first round, 51 to 7 in the finals and then four, or in the semifinal, excuse me, and then 42 nothing in the state championship game. So, where does the edge come from? How are you guys able to stay sharp when you're just just running by teams like you guys were? Yeah, I think that really comes down to the preparation that we put in. I mean, again, back to preparation. Um the coaches really uh helped us like prepare for those games. I mean, the coaches put in hours and hours of film to help us just know what we were going to do. And all, the whole team watched a bunch of film. And I think that really helped us to be able to see, like, what we need to run and what we need to do each game to be out to go out and uh, be that dominant. What's the dynamic like playing for your dad? Um, I mean, it's pretty. It's something uh, pretty special, you know. I get to go out and play for my dad, and it's. I, I've always, like, thought it was pretty cool. Um, like, but I, during... During football, it's like he's like a coach to me. So, like, that dad factor is not there that much. I mean, we argue sometimes on the field, and, like, we get after a little bit here and there. But he still coached me on the field. And then when we get home, he's a dad. And, uh, I mean, we'll still talk football at home. And I think it's a benefit to have him at home to be able to talk about stuff like that. Well, it's, it's been very cool to watch you guys build it up because I think it is, you know, I mean, I think that what we've seen across western Montana this year with Sentinel and Hamilton and – Florence, all three have have a high priority on having that great culture like you're talking about, but also just the preparation, the film study, uh, all that sort of thing. But still, putting it all together is it, sort of elusive. So when you guys did finally put it all together, and you know you're you're up by six touchdowns in the state championship game, and times ticking down, when did it set into you that, that you had done it, that you guys were state champions? Yeah, going into that fourth quarter and when we were able to get those uh, young guys, get some reps in there, you know, it really started to hit. You could see the seniors were coming off the field for the last time, and I was ready there giving them all a hug. And I, like, I loved all those seniors, and I was just happy that we could go out and win a game like that for them. When you first hoisted the trophy, or I guess you guys first were passing it around, was it a surreal moment? I mean, what was that moment like? Yeah, it was pretty cool being able to see that uh, trophy say the 2021 state champions. Um, I think that's a pretty cool, cool moment, especially for this community, because it ha- hasn't happened in uh, 44 years, and it was the first time an 11-man football team from Florence has ever won it. So I thought that was a pretty surreal moment. Well, that's a great homage to the history, because you're exactly right. 1977, the last time Florence won a state championship, yep. and that was a Class C crown at the eight-man level. But this is amazing. Looking at your guys' statistics right now, 516 to 87, the point differential for the Florence Falcons this year. Only one single-digit win. That was 2014 over Townsend. Other than that, fully dominant performance all the way across the board. Interesting for you, though, now, Pat, because you are only a junior. So now you have another chance to make a run at this thing. So how do you transition, though? Because like you mentioned, you have a bunch of outstanding seniors on this team. 
what's next for Florence? How do you guys carry this? I know it's a long ways away, and you're obviously enjoying this state championship right now, but what's on the horizon? How do you, how do you sort of uh, m- m- take advantage of this momentum that you have right now? Yeah, I think uh, we get a bunch of people in the weight room and get a bunch of people doing these off-season workouts, and we just build stronger as a team. And, you know, there's a bunch of juniors and some sophomores that I think will really step into these uh, senior positions that will be gone because they were going up against them in practice every single day. And, you know, they were just getting better. So I think uh, people will be able to step up. And if we keep working hard in the offseason, I think we can uh, have a chance to make another run at it. Absolutely. Pat Duchesne Jr. joining us here on Nuanas Now. He just led Florence to the state championship. Pat, that's uh, something you're going to be able to talk about for a long time, but specifically over this next year. you got some bragging rights in your back pocket, so that's pretty cool. Congratulations to you and your teammates for all your accomplishments this year, and uh, thanks so much for making some time with us here on a Tuesday. Thanks so much for being here. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. There you go, Pat Duchesne Jr., part of our Prep Extra presented by Farmer State Bank. Former State Bank, enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. That kid's a stud. I'll tell you right now, the first time I ever called them, our, our good buddy Blake Hempstead, who's a big-time contributor at Skyline Sports and also a guy that's done a lot to, to influence independent media here in the state of Montana. He runs Copperhead Country uh, there in Anaconda, does a great job of streaming the play-by-play stuff for Anaconda High School, and he also – does a great job writing and, and doing box scores and things like that for all the prep sports there uh, in southwest Montana. But when Blake was here last fall, that would have been in the fall of 2020, he invited me to come do color for the Florence Anaconda game. And I, you know, Florence only 20 minutes from Missoula, so it's all good. I'll go hang, hang out with my buddy. And Blake does so much for us, too. He helps us so much at Skyline. It was a, it was a pleasure helping him. But, uh, I, you know, I just expected kind of a normal Class B football game. Then I get there, and all of a sudden, I mean, these guys are running like a really sophisticated spread offense. They got a quarterback in Pat Duchesne Jr., who's just uh, can make the checks before the snap. He can make all the throws after the snap. He's athletic. I mean, this guy, I think, is a big time player. I think he's going to be one of the top prospects in his class this next year. I mean, his numbers this year outstanding. Completed almost sixty-seven percent of his passes. For 2,612 yards through 35 touchdowns and just six interceptions, he also rushed for almost 600 yards and also scored 13 touchdowns on the ground. And uh, that was part of an offense that just rolled it up. ton of points this year for Florence and an undefeated 12-0 record, Class B State Championship, and the first 11-man state title in the history of the Falcons. So keep your eye on that young man right there because he's got a bright future when it comes to uh, football uh, here in the state of Montana and, and after his high school days are done. And uh, again, congratulations to all the members of the Florence Falcons football team. A perfect undefeated season. Pretty good. You got Missoula Sentinel on a 21-game winning streak, back-to-back state titles. You got Florence 12-0, and the Class B state champions. You got Hamilton 11-0, and the state champions of the Class A level. And uh, finally breaking through after knocking on the door for so long. So pretty darn good year for teams in uh, this little vicinity. And you have to um, you have to think there's at least some correlation to just the environment when it comes to football, the, the evolution of Missoula Youth Football Program, and uh, the way that that's influenced the development of young kids. But also a true credit to some outstanding coaches. I've, I've gained a lot of respect and a lot of admiration for Dane Oliver and his staff at Missoula Sentinel. 
and Bryce Carver and his staff at Hamilton and Pat Shane and his staff at uh, Florence as well. So pretty cool. A lot of success for the young people around Western Montana and around the entire state of Montana. Speaking of successful young people in Montana, we'll give you the full recap. Fall sports is over at the prep level. We turn the page to winter sports. But in case you forgot or in case you really wanted to be reminded, we'll go through all the state champions from across the state of Montana as part of our Treasure State Stars. Keep it right here, CSPN Radio. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. The Grizzlies and the Bobcats shared simultaneous weeks off that saw playoff opponents become solidified and a slew of awards won over the holiday weekend. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Montana's 29-10 win over Montana State secured the number six seed in the FCS playoffs for the Grizz. UM takes a four-game winning streak into its division-best 25th playoff appearance. Montana will host fourth-ranked Eastern Washington Friday night in Missoula after the Eagles posted a 19-9 win over Northern Iowa in the first round on Saturday. Despite the rivalry loss, Montana State takes the number eight seed into the playoffs. The Bobcats will take on an upstart Tennessee Martin squad of the Ohio Valley that forced six turnovers to spring an upset of Missouri State 32-31. The Skyhawks are in their second ever playoff appearance. Montana and Montana State's football teams were each well recognized with the release of the Big Sky Conference's year-end awards and all-league squads. Montana State senior linebacker Troy Anderson was named the league's defensive player of the year. Montana quarterback Justin Ford was named the league's newcomer of the year after transferring to UM from Louisville last offseason. Other Grizz that received first-team All-Big Sky accolades include linebacker Patrick O'Connell, safety Robbie Howe, kick returner Malik Flowers, punter Brian Buschini, and special teams ace Trevin Gradney. Other first-team Bobcats included running back Isaiah Afonso, wide receiver Lance McCutcheon, offensive lineman Lewis Kidd, defensive tackle Chase Benson, and defensive end Daniel Hardy. This 102.9 ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. Hey, what's up? Happy Tuesday. Welcome back. Hope you have an outstanding afternoon. Thanks so much for spending some time here with us. It's Nuanas Now on ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. Pretty, pretty crazy that fall sports is over, but it was a, a jam-packed year filled with a ton of success, as it always is. And a couple details that were of impact to be sure so let's get you all caught up in case you missed anything you need to remind it or you just wanted to be reminded because it makes you feel good it's time now for our treasure state stars presented by parkside credit union no matter what kind of loan you are interested in acquiring whether it's a mortgage car loan 
financing maybe for a new snowmobile, no matter what kind of loan you're in the market for, Parkside Credit Union is your go-to spot around western Montana because at Parkside Credit Union, they love to say yes. That's pretty straightforward. These Treasure State Stars, they're highlighting all the teams, all the teams that won state championships from across all levels of high school sports. The state championship parade began in early October, as it must, because the uh, winter is fast approaching in golf. And at the Class AA level, the Bozeman-Gallatin squad won first place, their first state title. I can't imagine that that'll be their last, as Bozeman, both boys and girls golf, have had phenomenal runs, uh, phenomenal traditions of history, of, of success, excuse me. And uh, it was an interesting dynamic, though, because Justice Verge, who is one of two twin brothers along with Jordan Verge, had won consecutive Class AA state championships. He was the runner-up this year, and his twin brother Jordan won his first state title after consecutive runner-up finishes. So uh, pretty cool for, for those twin brothers to lead the way for the Gallatin Raptors to their first ever uh, Class AA state title, and now both the Verge boys. They got state championships in their back pocket. So uh, pretty cool for them. On the girls' side, is Billings West that took home the girls' championship. Uh, Bella Johnson was the individual medalist from West. She flirted with the, the course record out there and, and the all-time um, overall tournament record for girls as well. Didn't quite get it, but pretty darn good for a sophomore to take home medalist honors. And uh, to help Billings West to their first state championship since 2014. In Class A golf, Laurel Locomotive swept it for both boys and girls. Very impressive. Uh, And Hannah Adams for the Laurel Girls. She capped her high school career by winning her second individual title in three years. Laurel Girls beat Hamilton by 109 strokes. Pretty darn dominant there. Uh, The Laurel Boys, they were led by a freshman in Cameron Hackman, who won the individual title. Locomotives, they won the team title over Whitefish by a total of nine strokes. That's their fourth state title in five years. So a lot of good sports going on at Laurel right now. It's no surprise because the uh, the community um, is steadily growing. The industry that exists there, particularly when it comes to oil and gas, is uh, a, a good one in terms of economic uh, growth. And so, and they have great facilities. So it's no surprise that Laurel uh, High School is doing great things at the Class A level. And cross country, it was the Missoula Hellgate boys that took home the cross country championship dethroning Sentinel. That's the first state title for Hellgate since 2007. Missoula Sentinel's Tanner Klumpf, great friend of this show. He's come on a couple times this fall. He was the individual champion. So kind of a flip-flop. He helped Sentinel to the team title as a junior. He wins a team title as a senior. By the way, shout out to Tanner Klumpf. He did commit. Last time we were, uh, we had him on the show after his state championship, he had a couple more recruiting visits to make, and he made those and uh, ended up choosing Minnesota. So he's going to go run for the Golden Gophers. Pretty darn cool for uh, Tanner Klumpf. And on the girls' side, you already know. You already know who won the state championship. Second in a row, 14th in the last 15 years, the Bozeman Hawks. Unreal. Bozeman's girls cross country. 
elite at any level. They're elite on a national level. They they go to nationals every year and they're competitive. They're always among the top teams at the Northwest Regional and they're always competitive in the nationals as well. But an amazing dynasty there at Bozeman High School on the girls' side. By the way, the individual girls' champion, Kenzie May from Missoula Hellgate. So a lot of successful runners from right here uh, in the Garden City. Class A boys cross-country champion for the boys was the Hamilton Bronx. They had three different individuals that all could have won the state championship, but instead they ran in a pack, and they all finished in the top five. And that was probably the key factor in Hamilton taking home uh, their first Class A state cross-country title. Excuse me, their second consecutive a Class A title. It's been a long time, and now they got two in a row, so pretty impressive for Hamilton. And then on the girls' side in Class A, the Columbia Falls Wildcats uh, get their first ever title, and they edged out Corvallis, uh, and they were led by Hannah Semph, who improved on her runner-up finish to take home the individual state title. Class B cross-country went to the Big Fork Vikings on the boys' side, the Red Lodge girls on the girls' side, and then in Class C, the Manhattan Christian Eagles. They take home the boys' and girls' state titles for the second year in a row. Pretty darn impressive for them to sweep both. The uh, On the boys' side, a scoring low for a team. Eight points total. That's pretty much as good as it gets. I, that, that's, I think that's the lowest score you can have at a state meet. That basically means that you went one, two, three, four, five to get to that eight points. So unbelievable. Six straight Class C state titles for the boys at Manhattan Christian, but two consecutive sweeps overall. So our Treasure State Stars, presented by Parkside Credit Union. You're listening to Nuanas now on ESPN Radio. How about some football in the, uh, in the footy, in the soccer world? Class AA soccer. For the girls, Billings West takes home the state championship. A 1-0 win over Gallatin. Second title in three years for the Golden Bears. And uh, that was the first title game appearance ever. First title match appearance ever, excuse me, for the uh, Gallatin Raptors. Uh, by the way, our Andrew Houghton, our producer here at ESPN, was also great producer of content across the spectrum, both here at ESPN as well as at Skyline Sports. He has a great podcast going on. It's all focused on soccer uh, pretty much across the globe. They talk everything from high school soccer and, and college soccer in Montana to um, soccer on the national and international level. It, it's, a, it's a great show, and uh, you can find it on all your podcast hosting platforms. Soccer in Snow and Smoke is uh, presented in part by ESPN Missoula. But if you want to hear from all four of the head soccer coaches here uh the state champion soccer coaches at both the class AA and A levels for boys and girls. You can go check those out because Andrew rounded up all four of the head coaches. So uh, go check it out. Go go subscribe if you're a big soccer person. Soccer in snow and smoke. Andrew's doing an episode a week, and it's a great and very insightful podcast and a lot of, of good, intricate analysis and uh, commentary when it comes to uh, the beautiful game, as they say. More state champions here on the Treasure State Stars include the uh, Laurel Locomotives and Girls Soccer. Is there a theme here? There's a lot of Laurel State Championships in fall sports. But that's the third straight for the uh, Laurel Locomotives and Girls Soccer. They've been in, in the state title game, I think, seven times in a row, maybe eight times in a row. It's uh, It's been quite a run for Laurel. And Dynasty's sort of the name of the game in, in prep soccer right now because the Hellgate boys, they went undefeated. They had a thrilling win in overtime. 
over Kalispell Glacier to win one nothing. Uh, we had one of the heroes, Marcus Anderson, in here earlier this fall. Uh, sixth title for Missoula Hillgate in the last seven years, and they haven't lost a match in three seasons. So pretty darn good way for them to go out. And Marcus Anderson, a guy that's uh, a selfless player and sort of the, the internal cog of the mechanism that is Hellgate soccer. He didn't score a ton of goals during his career, but he scored maybe the biggest one of his career and maybe one of the biggest ones for Hellgate in a couple years when he hit a a, uh, a goal from about 18 yards out to lift Hellgate to that win. So pretty impressive for Missoula Hellgate and uh, Marcus Anderson, pretty storybook ending to his career. And then probably the dynasty on all of them just in terms of their Consistent utter dominance this last four years. The Whitefish Bulldogs. They posted a 3-2 win over Columbia Falls. That's their fourth title in a row. And that group of seniors, there's 10 of them for Whitefish. Their last loss came in the 2017 championship game. So those young men, all the ones that played varsity for four years or all the ones that were even in the high school, the soccer program, the varsity soccer team, did not lose a match during their entire time. Uh their four years of high school, so pretty darn amazing. How about some volleyball? Great Falls CMR, what a story that is. They were uh, one of the worst programs. I should say worse. Worse is the wrong connotation to about high school sports. They they were one of the programs that were chasing success the hardest. They were one of the least successful programs in the state, and they turned it all the way around, and they go undefeated and, and uh, run all the way through it. And they went from uh, a couple wins – per year for a couple years in a row. Then to a third-place finish two years ago, a runner-up finish last year, and then their first state title since 2000 here this last year. So congratulations to Great Falls CMR. Great run by them. Billing Central continues to be the cream of the crop at the Class A level. The Rams, they repeated as Class A volleyball state champions. Class B, you already know. There's a couple dynasties that are peerless here in Montana. Hellgate's boys soccer is getting close to that, but... Nowhere close to Hellgate, or excuse me, to Bozeman Girls Cross Country, and also nowhere close to Huntley Project at the Class B level in volleyball. The Red Devils, 13th Class B volleyball championship. They've won 13 out of the last 15, and uh, they did it in impressive fashion again this year. Swept Jefferson to earn the historic title, and that's their fourth in the last five years alone, 13th overall uh, under their coach. Manhattan Christian, they're also very good in volleyball. And uh, they won the Class C state title this year uh, as well. So congratulations to them. And then, of course, as we already mentioned, Sentinel in AA football, Hamilton in A football, Florence in Class B football, the Thompson Falls Blue Hawks. They took down Flint Creek 40-8 to in the eight-man state championship. And that's their first title since 1975 uh, when they were in the Class B level. And uh, so that's their first Class C championship at Thompson Falls. And then, of course, Freud Lake, second year in a row that they are the six-man state champions and another dominant performance. A lot of dominant performances throughout this postseason. A lot of teams of destiny. But Freud Lake, 23 wins in a row and counting after a 43-0 win at Power Dutton-Brady. That game was played in Dutton. So there you go. All the state champions from the fall sports season, that is, our Treasure State Stars, presented by Parkside Credit Union. How about some free stuff? I got free sandwiches. I got free Lady Grizz tickets. All you got to do is keep listening to this here radio show. Keep it right here, 102.9 FM, ESPN Missoula. This is Nuanas Now. 
At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, Fiber Deployments, and Community Events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com slash news. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. If I traded it all, if I gave it all away for one thing, just for one thing, if I sorted it Today's playlist curated for you by our great friend and my brother, Brooks Duanas. It's amazing. Sometimes I ask him, hey, what sort of songs should I play on the show? And he'll just send me a pure, perfectly curated playlist of like three or four or five songs. It's, uh, it's amazing. I think I like music. My brother likes some music as well. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas. Coming to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Go visit Northwest Motorsport online to check out the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. You can find Northwest Motorsport online at nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. I went to a party on uh, Saturday night. Good friend of mine. And uh, they had a awesome spread, including a delightful meats and cheese board, courtesy of Tagliari Deli. Delicious. I, I couldn't get enough of it. I ate a whole bunch of it. It was, it was my dinner. It was like supposed to be a snack plate, but I just had, you know, enough to be considered dinner. And uh, it's something I'm definitely going to consider if and when I ever have a party like that at my house. I don't know if I'm fancy enough for those sort of things quite yet. But <laughs> either way, if you have a party coming up or if you just want a delicious sandwich, go to Tagliari Deli. They have not just the best sandwiches in all the state of Montana, but they also have meat and cheese plates. They also have a great wine selection. They have a lot of Italian goods like pasta sauces and specialty pastas. It's just an all-around great place. Friendly folks there. They'll hook you up. If you want to get in and get out, you can also order online. That's what I've been doing. Just plug it in real quick on the website, and boom, they got it ready for you right when you go pick it up. No hassle. You're in and out. Keeps you safe, all that sort of stuff. So go check out Tagliari Deli, and make sure to tune in to Nuanas now each and every Tuesday for your chance to win some Tagliari. So let's do it right now. Tagliari Deli, the best deli. You're going to find in the city of Missoula. You want 25 bucks to go check out Tagliari Deli? Give us a call right now, 406-888-1029. Call number three. We got a $25 gift card, and we got a four-pack of tickets to the Lady Grizz basketball game on Saturday against Northern Colorado. So give us a call right now, 406-888-1029.
Free sandwiches, free tickets. Caller number three, triple eight one zero two nine. It's Tagliari Tuesday presented by Tagliari Delicatessen of Missoula. Pretty crazy that not only are we into basketball season, but we are on the horizon of Big Sky Conference play. I don't know how that happened. I will fully admit that we've been doing so much football coverage and so much just everything. I mean, we've been doing all the sports all the way across the board. I had kind of a hard time transitioning into hoops, so we have not been given the coverage that we uh, should and will uh, upcoming. But I'm re-engaged. I took last week, most of it at least, off. So I got some energy. I'm ready to go. So we're going to dive all the way into college hoops. But a couple thoughts on uh, college hoops right now, a couple updates. Well, let's start with those Grizz men because they're the ones that played most recently. They played last night, and it wasn't pretty. I mean, they lost 87-47 to 47 in, in Eugene. But what are you going to do? You're playing the Oregon Ducks, the defending Pac-12 champions. So um, it was a, definitely a tough outing for Montana. Uh, Oregon was basically unstoppable. They shot 63% in the first half and 70% in the second half. 66% for the game. They put four scores and double figures, led by Will Richardson. So, I mean, that's a team that I watched in the NCAA tournament a couple times last year. They're incredibly talented. Dana Altman's one of the best coaches in the country. So, I think you probably want to be a little closer than 40 if you're the Grizz, but, you know, here nor there, uh, maybe not the best way to go into conference play, but now they have a like opponent coming up with the trip to Sac State on Saturday, or excuse me, on Thursday. So, we'll see if they can get back on track. Lionel Martin, a uh, junior college transfer from um, originally from Flint, Michigan, who came from Otero, J.C. He was a bright spot for Montana. He hit four three-pointers, scored 12 points. But the Grizz, just 26% shooting overall, just 5 of 18 from beyond the arc. So uh, some work left to be done for the Grizz, but uh, they've played a pretty difficult non-conference already. Uh, here's the recap, the rundown of where they're at. They're four and three through seven. They got wins over Dickinson State, Omaha, San Diego, and Southern Miss. And uh, then they have losses at Mississippi State, a two point loss at North Dakota, and uh, that loss last night to Oregon. So Montana, they start Big Sky Conference play Thursday against Sacramento State, and then Saturday. At Northern Colorado, then they finish up their non-conference, three non-conference games in December. Air Force, December 8th here in Missoula. The Yellowstone Christian, December 10th here in Missoula. And at Santa Clara on December 19th before then they dive back into conference play uh, over the New Year weekend. So we'll have uh, sound bites and a little bit of catch-up with all of the head coaches from the uh, four Division One basketball teams in Montana. That's both the Montana and Montana State men's and women's teams. We'll have that on Wednesday, uh, speaking of the Lady Grizz, talked to Brian Holsinger and Sophia Styles yesterday. Sophia Styles, a Malta product, and a senior on the Lady Grizz roster. She is the Big Sky Conference Player of the Week this week. That's two in a row for the Lady Grizz. Carmen G. Feller was Big Sky Player of the Week a week ago. A Lady Grizz off to a great start, five and one. Their lone loss, a home loss to Gonzaga, in which they were competitive, sixty-seven to sixty, against the perennial West Coast Conference power. Other. Results include uh, outlasting a Rocky Mountain team that gave Lady Grizz a lot. Uh, they, they gave them a good shot. 60-56 over Rocky in an exhibition game. 
Lady Grizz got rolled in the next game against Northwest Nazarene in Division II school. 84-46 for Lady Grizz in that one. A big win at North Dakota. Never an easy place to play in Grand Forks, but the Lady Grizz went there and beat UND 72-51. Then the, a couple nights later, they won at North Dakota State 65-63. An overtime win over Houston Baptist. And then an absolute demolition of Nichols State over the Thanksgiving weekend. Sophia Styles went 3-4 for four from beyond the arc. She had 19 points and uh, 10 rebounds to go along with 7 assists. And maybe, just maybe, symbolic of a, a, a fix of something that's been eluding the Lady Grizz. I think that the thing that has, there's been a lot of things that have uh, been eluding the Lady Grizz the last couple of years as they try to recapture the glory of the past. Um, but the uh, the shooting against Nichols State was tremendous. I know Nichols State's a team you're supposed to beat, but 14 three-pointers made by Lady Grizz. Again, Sophia Styles three for four. Carmen G. Feller hit all three of her attempts. Naya Morris is three of four as well. By the way, a little PSA, and I'll, I'll repeat this throughout the year. I don't know what the disconnect is here, but Naya Morris is listed as Naya Morris Nelson on the Lady Grizz websites and uh, at gogrizz.com. And I'm not saying that they're incorrect. That's obviously a name that it has been her name. I asked her last year, though, what she prefers. And she said Naya Morris, so I'm just going to go with Naya Morris because I asked the source what she wants. I know, you know, so I'm not forgetting that she has the name listed on the roster as Naya Morris Nelson. And maybe I'll catch up with her again and clarify. But um, we had her and Lauren Mills on the show last year because they were the two first international players ever for the Lady Grizz. A couple young ladies from Australia. Uh, so that was fun. Catching up with them just about some of the, the cultural differences and what's what it's like being so far from home. But... There's, there's just your little PSA, Nia Morris. Uh, we're just going with Nia Morris because that's what she told me. Maybe I will readdress. We'll ask her again this year. But for now, my one and only interaction with her, uh, that's what she said. On the Montana State side of things, which, by the way, caught up with Danny Sprinkle earlier today. Good to hear him from Coach Sprinks. Uh, he's always one of my favorite guys. We will be having weekly interviews with Danny uh, each and every week here on Nuanas Now. And uh, he's always a fun guy to talk to. But his team... What a schedule. Their first eight Division One games, all on the road. So they got things going with wins over Providence and Yellowstone Christian, a couple teams you're supposed to drill. Then they had a close one at Colorado. They almost went in and beat the team that was a five seed in the NCAA tournament a year ago, but they lost 94-90 to in overtime. Jabril Bello, the, the stud big guy for the Cats, he kind of ran out of gas. Uh, so, uh, But a, a good effort in Boulder for sure. Then Montana State took down Rocky Mountain. So there are three home games so far this year against Providence, Yellowstone, Christian, and Rocky. And uh, then they've just had a, a juggernaut schedule since then. But they also played at South Dakota State. They lost 91-74 in that one. Played at New Mexico. Lost 81-78 in that one. But then this last weekend, they won the Cardinal Thanksgiving Invitational down in San Antonio on the Incarnate Word campus. They beat the Portland Pilots 69-66. They beat down the Incarnate Word, the host Incarnate Word Cardinals 83-64. And they also beat Southeast Missouri, 75-68. So three in a row for the Bobcats. So Danny Sprinkles' team's got it going on the right track. <laughs> but what do you know? They're on the road again to open conference play. They're at Northern Colorado on Thursday, and they're at Sacramento State on Saturday. And then finally, the Montana State women, high expectations for this team because they were one of the youngest in Division One a year ago. Uh, but Darian White and company, they've struggled out the gates. They are 2-5 and five to get this thing started. Uh, they had to outlast a tough Carroll College team, which actually has a couple Division One transfers in both Camden Hillborn 
and Jamie Pickens. Jamie Pickens, formerly of Montana. Cameron Hilburn, formerly of Montana State. So Carroll tested MSU early. And the Bobcats went on the road, got drilled at Gonzaga, got drilled at UNLV. Neither one of those games very competitive. They also got drilled at South Dakota State, lost by almost 30. A little bit more competitive at North Dakota, but still a four-point loss. And uh, then they had a fifth straight loss in an 87-78 defeat to North Texas. That was part of the tournament that they played in down there in Cal Poly. But then they did get, over the holiday weekend, back on track on the winning note uh, with a 67-55 win over Cal Poly in San Luis Obispo. So a win heading into conference play. Montana State hosts Northern Colorado on uh, Thursday, and then they have Sac State in town on Saturday. So uh, one of the veteran coaches in the league and Trisha Benford against a couple new coaches. There's uh, five new coaches in the women's side of uh, Big Sky Conference hoops. So that's definitely going to be something to watch because a lot of new styles, a lot of maybe surprises just in terms of schematics and things like that. So we'll see how that factors in. But more hoops tomorrow. We'll hear from Danny Sprinkle and Trisha Bidford from Montana State, Brian Holsinger, and Travis DeCure from Montana. So we'll look forward to that. Hour one in the books, hour two coming at you. It's the business angle with Justin Angle. We're going to talk about the economic impact playoff football can have on the city of Missoula and the University of Montana, as well as the other side of the Continental Divide in Bozeman as well. We're also going to talk some Olympics. Things are getting a little shaky with the Beijing Olympics on the horizon and tennis players disappearing. I don't know what's going to happen. I hope it's better than it sounds like it is right now. Plus, we'll also hear from Corbin Walker, our Grizz Star of the Week. Keep it right here. Go on us now, ESPN Radio. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 